0: Hello. Hello. My name is Mika and you are listening to Talking Aging on Vancouver Co-op Radio 100.5 FM or co-opradio.org. You also may be listening to this on Apple Podcasts. Either way, welcome. This is being recorded on the unceded, unceded territories of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh people. And today, I will be speaking with Courtney, who is the specialist in seniors programs at Community. We will be talking about the Aging with Pride event that's coming up, since it is Pride weekend here in Vancouver next weekend, starting um, Friday, July thirtieth, going until the Monday, I guess, because it's a long weekend. So very appropriate conversation, and I'm very excited to share with you.
1: Enjoy. Uh, thanks for having me. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm the specialist in seniors programs at Communities BC Queer, Trans, and Two-Spirit Resource Center. It's community. Our organization works off of the stolen lands of the Salish people, specifically the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. And uh, I'm, I'm just really happy to be on your program today.
0: Amazing, well, thank you so much for joining me today, Courtney. So you mentioned um, a little bit about community and then the senior resource programs, which is what you um, your role in the organization. So do you wanna tell us a little bit more about kind of the seniors' programs part of community?
1: Yeah, so uh, I, I run the seniors' programs, and we we do weekly programs. We have events throughout the year, including Aging with Pride, which is coming up. And uh, then we also do outreach through our Friendly Visitors program and work with uh, community partner organizations to uh, provide just resources to seniors who are looking for queer-friendly places.
0: And so that's, so seniors is older adults 55 and over, correct?
1: Yes, yes, that is right.
0: Amazing. And the website says um, the their programs are based on creating social support, fostering community um, connection, and then personal development. So can you tell me a bit more about, like you mentioned the outreach and how you kind of foster that community connection?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, One way that we're doing it right now is, uh, because it is Pride season, we have the Aging with Pride celebration. It has uh, a remarkable legacy of community organizations on the West End coming together. Uh, We work with 411 Senior Society, Gordon Neighborhood House, South Granville Senior Center, and the Vancouver Pride Society as well as in the past we've worked with Harrow Park and the West End Seniors Network and, uh, of course, us community. Um, it's taken many forms, but it's always centered around giving members of our 2 LGBTQIA+ community a safe space to celebrate together. It's also a way for us to bring visibility to this group of people who are 55 plus plus. Uh, ageism is very alive within our own community as much as heteronormative communities and uh, because older adults are not really seen as sexual beings it doesn't cross a lot of younger people's minds that hey, uh, these are the people who started the fight that gave us our rights and uh, yeah, they still have relationships and need to express their gender and sexual identities in a safe way just like we do with Pride so yeah um, yeah, that's, that's one way that we do it. We also have the Friendly Visitors Program, which kind of worked in, it's, it's, um, worked in the same way as the Safe Seniors Program that has come, come out through COVID. We basically pair people over the phone, uh, a senior with either a, another peer, another senior, or a, a younger person. And, uh, they just have telephone conversations throughout the week and support each other and, uh, get to check in with each other and make sure everyone's doing okay.
0: Amazing. And I noticed one of your values is celebration, which ties in perfectly with aging with pride. And I think that's so great. What are other ways that you encourage like celebration of the lives of queer trans two spirit people and especially older adults?
1: Well, we want to make sure we're giving people opportunities to be seen. So we that's, that's one of the reasons that we do partner with other community organizations. Instead of only having events within uh, our building, we are actually holding Aging with Pride this year at uh, the Vancouver Friends for Life Society. They have a beautiful heritage home and we'll be outside, we'll be in the park, we will be, uh, you know, just out and proud. <laughs>
0: Yes, and what do you expect for the attendance? I know keeping in mind, like, COVID-19, we're still kind of recovering from that, and events can't be at their full capacity, but I'm just curious as to kind of what you expect.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we are pretty lucky we were able to um, secure kind of a hybrid event, and uh, so as, as much as we are meeting in person, we have um, about... 25 seniors who have, uh, well, we sold out. We, we said we have 25 tickets, and those 25 tickets were gone pretty fast. <laughs> uh, but what we are also doing is we're, we're learning from what we experienced last year, where people were reaching out to us from all over. And so we put together actual pride packages, and we, we made sure that they were uh, a package that came Uh, from all of us with some information some goodies and you basically open it up and there's a pile of rainbows and you know you can you can feel like you're part of uh of your community and uh even if you're you're not quite ready to come come back out to physical events we still have those opportunities and we've prepared 50 of those so uh Really, really excited to be able to be providing people with that, um, as well as a YouTube link, so that they can experience everything in person or, or that's going on in person on their uh, computers. We've we've done a lot of that in the last year. We've uh, we did a spring fling event uh, earlier in the year that was very similar. We had people dancing in their kitchens, in their living rooms, and uh, that's what we want to continue doing.
0: <laughs> so very accessible. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we want to keep it as accessible as possible. Community is known for not having a very accessible building. And so for the Seniors Program and other in-person programs, we're, we're just looking at uh, our community partners. And um, in, in two years from now, we will have an accessible space. We have a new building that is coming up, and uh, it's going to be on the corner of Burrard and Davy. And that one will have an elevator. It will have more space. There will be a senior-specific space instead of only a youth space. And this is a long time coming. Uh, and, and Anybody who has been involved in community knows that this is something we've been working towards for a long time so
0: that's amazing can you talk Mm -hmm. a bit more about the senior specific space
1: uh so right now we are we we do have a yoga group that is going to be just in the building that we're in right now in our training room and then in uh we we have a walking group that is happening on at nine o'clock on monday mornings and that is all outdoors so we're keeping it pretty accessible if you've got a chair if you've got uh you know some walking poles or something like that we're just walking around the west end and uh enjoying some community time with each other and then for our drop-in we are going to be at the friends for life the vancouver friends for life society so they have an elevator in their building and they've been very, very helpful to give us um, some space to do our programming there.
0: Nice. So do you find for uh, most of your program, it's kind of driven by the people you serve? Or in other words, like how do you come up with the types of programming that you schedule?
1: So we, we obviously, I should not be des- deciding what, uh, what, somebody in their 70s or 80s wants to do with their time (laughs) i'm a lot younger and so i i meet with my advisory committee made up of seniors who have been in our community for a long time and they help me to uh see you know what people actually want uh in in terms of programming it's it's Something that I really value, and uh, they've they've done an amazing job. Uh, that being said, it's also up to the younger generation to uh, give people a break when it comes to advocacy. So we have a whole host of volunteers that are coming on this year, and uh, we're going to be doing some more advocacy work with SFU. So
0: nice. So kind of a combination. Yeah, a,
1: a real combination. We we need to make sure that their voices are heard. Throughout COVID, I spoke to so many older adults oh. who were so sick and tired of the media framing them as frail and incapable. Yeah. And uh, my experience with these people is that they are just really interesting individuals who are fun to get to know. And I'm really happy that I get to spend some time with them and celebrate Pride this year and, and continue the work we're doing at Q.
0: Absolutely. Like, it's so true. Older adults are, you know, the most complex and interesting among us just based on the fact that they've lived for so much longer, you know, like just mm-hmm. based on experience. So that's definitely mm-hmm. like something to celebrate. And yeah, no, I completely agree with what you said. Yeah, I,
1: I also- yeah. It's, it's, it's been uh, a real treat to be able to chat with people over the phone and really spend quality time getting to know folks in the area.
0: Amazing. So besides the outreach work that you do with the other organizations, which is quite a few organizations, is there mm-hmm. any um, thing else that you do to kind of reach maybe populations who aren't a part of those organizations or could really benefit from the type of programming you offer but are not involved in, in other organizations that were mentioned? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that, that comes back to our, our our volunteer program that we are populating again we are currently interviewing for our uh, friendly visitors program like I said and we also bring in uh, seniors who are looking to volunteer themselves uh, to do some of that outreach piece and contact you know um, long-term care homes and senior serving societies in other parts of The province so that we can start to create those relationships and uh, you know I do that myself as well with uh, outreach to different communities but um, it's it's been really important to have the seniors in our community and give give them the opportunity as well to to reach out and you know share how they feel about situations and and um, you know let people know how they're feeling I mean if um, if you think about it, when the Charter of Rights and the Court of Appeal ruled that same-sex partners could marry in BC, an 85-year-old was 67 at that time. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's that's a huge amount of their life that they can they can tell their lived experience. They can say, you know, it's enough is enough. We, we need some visibility within, uh, within retirement residences where, you know, they've, they've done so much work already. And so bringing um, people together so that uh, some of our younger volunteers can really understand why this is something that we need to be concentrating our efforts on uh, is really important. So that's what we're trying to do. We have an education and training program as well that uh, goes into businesses and can help long-term care homes if they' if they're interested or even just retirement residences uh, whether they're assisted living or something else uh, if they're interested in, in getting some help we, we do have those opportunities so it, uh, they can they can get in touch with us they can uh, you know we, we will give training to staff um, but it's it's just about you uh, Getting more volunteers on the phone and making sure people know that we have this for them.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's really important, and it's true. We've come so far, honestly, Mm -hmm. but there is so much more to do. Like so much more that can be done, and the generation that was sixty-five when marriage equality became legal in BC, Mm -hmm. you know, like they. I feel like maybe the peers that they're still moving forward with are still kind of in that mindset. Like, there's still so much more that can be done and, like, learned. Like you said, the education is so important.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's why intergenerational programming is important, too. We were looking into uh, starting a couple different groups uh, in in the latter part of this year so that we can have uh, more mentorship so that our generation, my generation, your generation, can, you know, look at everything that these people have already done for us Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that I can be married to my wife and that, uh, you know, we can live our lives the way we do. And, and then we can say thank you by actually stepping up to the plate and, and doing that advocacy ourselves.
0: I completely agree. And I think that's the best way to say thank you is to kind of just like keep, you know, like you said, keep advocating, keep fighting for it and, you know, making that justice for everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what uh, what we're trying to work towards.
0: Amazing. Well, I think that's really great. And thank you so much for all the work that you do. And thank you so much for talking to me. I'd also love to hear how people can, you know, help your organization or get involved if they're interested.
1: Honestly, the best way to do that is to go to our website. Uh, you can get all of our information there. It's community.ca. And uh, if, if you're a service provider, if you are interested in learning more about the seniors program or you have a family member or, or someone else who you'd like to um, help, or if you want to sign up for the Friendly Visitors program yourself, uh, you know, you can also do that. And my phone number directly uh, that links to me is 604 Five three zero seven, and that's extension one one zero. And uh, you can you can also just go to our website communityup.ca.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much once again.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Courtney, the specialist in seniors programs at Community. Um, my name is Mika Marsley, and you're listening to Talking Aging on Vancouver Co-op Radio. 100.5 FM or co-opradio.org. I wanted to take a moment just to talk, touch on some history because we did talk about, you know, how we thank the older generation for what they fought for, for the rights um, the LGBTQ older adults have given us. And I just wanted to give some history and talk about the Stonewall Riots. So it took place over 50 years ago for those who are not familiar. And it basically was an uprising that took place at the Stonewall Inn in New York City, which was a gay bar, which weren't really allowed at the time. So it was raided by police in the early hours. And three nights of unrest followed. And basically, it was like, enough's enough, enough's enough. So LGBTQ people who were long frustrated by police brutality finally decided to stand up and fight back. It was led by lesbians and trans women of color. They were some of the key people involved in this act of resistance, and it took place basically in the context of broader civil rights movements. So the Revolutionary People's Constitutional Convention in 1970 was also a key moment in which activists from Black Power, Feminist, and Gay Liberation movements came together, saw common cause, and learned from each other. And the Gay Liberation Front was the main organization that formed out of these uprisings and these wider movements. First formed in the U.S. and was part of the original discussions to create the first Pride. So this took place June 28, 1970 in New York City, which was a year after the Stonewall Riots. And at the time, it was called the Christopher Street Day Parade. Um, So we are so grateful that we're able to have Pride as a celebration now It's so important to remember that it started as a protest and there are still rights that need to be won, Um, but definitely so much to celebrate, especially this year. I mean, it's been like we're in 2021 now. It's been a long year to get here to be able to have celebrations. So I'm very happy we were able to talk about the Aging with Pride event and the other amazing events being put on. Not only by the community, but also Vancouver Pride Society. So definitely check those out. You can go, like I mentioned, to commun- or like what, what was mentioned to community.ca. Um, so it's like Q M U N I T Y.ca. Or also you can go to the Vancouver Pride Society website. And the information that I provided about the Stonewall riots, I got from Stonewall.org. So once again, thank you so much for listening. This was Talking Aging.